everybody. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast. It's me, it's your girl, DJ Mackie P. And the one, the only, Sean DePaz. Thanks for joining us on this random Thursday. <laughs> uh, we normally go live on Fridays, but as some of you may know, we are going to be hitting the links. Is that right? Yes. I don't know anything about golf. That is correct. Hitting the links tomorrow very early. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to drag myself out of bed at 6 a.m. And I am not happy about it. Um, But I am looking forward to spending the day golfing with all of our diehards. Um, I'm just not excited about being there so early. Well, I know from our our sales extraordinaire, Max, that there's partners will be out there with a bunch of free food, including... I've heard some free coffee yep. and some free burrito express. Yes. Free so burrito have express. Breakfast and coffee, they're ready for you. I if you're gonna have to get me out of bed at six AM, there better right? be free stuff. Oh, that's there. what I'm saying. I'm highly motivated by free coffee yeah, and free food. 100%. So <laughs> I will take it. We are super excited. I know Daniel's in the chat right now and he's gonna be out there golfing. So we will see you tomorrow, oh, yeah. Daniel. What's up to the fam? Hi, Ryan. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> so good to see you all. Daniel's taking the words out of my mouth, low key. Are we taking bets for how late Max shows up? As the as the resident odds maker. Uh, Bubble chain. Next. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really <laughs> nervous right now. Oh. You, know, I you were really talking a lot of shit. Now you're not co- before the show, and now you're all of a sudden feeling I insecure. I wasn't talking. Give the people shit. what they yeah, want. I mean, you were kind of saying I was ugly. <sighs> yeah, I was. Shane. You're right. <laughs> Hi. Um, as the res- resident odds maker, I'm going to set the the line on eight minutes past show up time, which is six six forty five for me. Okay. Can I get the Can I get the over or later parlayed with the yes on Mac showing up with a venti Starbucks. Uh, it's a grande. It's not a venti. You don't go venti? No, it's venti. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, I tell you with the grande on Monday, so I switch it up sometimes depending mm. on how. Yeah, tomorrow's definitely a venti day. Tomorrow, hundred oh, percent. Yo, you know what? I might sprinkle. I might sprinkle Trenta? plus ten thousand on Trenta. Ooh, ho, ho, ho. Ooh. You ever do that? You ever go Trenta? On I've never done that. Wow, that's, that's why it's plus ten thousand. Yeah, there. Yeah, Have one. you ever done that? Uh, yeah, I go Trenta. Trenta is just too much for my time. I'm not normally on coffee, but I'll do it on like a, a refresher or a, a tea. Don't we have like sports to talk about or something? Fernando, I think so. please don't bring up the rally monkey. Um, uh, I will uh, probably be late tomorrow. So anyone that's taking the over on, if you want to bet on eight minutes, definitely take the over. I am not a morning person in the slightest. You know who else is going to be out there? Who's that? Four Peaks. Facts. I'm super excited as the day goes on. I need to like wait until the afternoon time. I'm not a person that can just like wake up at 6 a.m. and start pounding beers. Like I know I went to Arizona State, but that is not my M.O. I cannot handle drinking that early. Like it's got to be like late afternoon. You don't start in the morning. Drake said that. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see people out there drinking that early. But Four Peaks is going to be there. I'm super excited Word on the street is they're going to be bringing their new limited edition beer called uh, Tea Shot. So we're going to be sampling some Tea Shot out there. I don't want to give away anything too much, but it is going to be out there. So if you see us out on the course, grab some Tea Shot beer from our friends at Four Peaks. They're also doing a Four Peaks Four Seats giveaway. One lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. All you have to do is head over to Instagram at Four Peaks Brew and use their link in their IG bio to enter. That is super exciting. You can also check them out on Instagram at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at the Arizona Hometown Brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. 
Also give a quick shout out to Mountain Mike's. Thank you for bringing pizza into the office this week. He also brought me a box of churros because I uh, needed an extra treat after enduring an onslaught of insults from a certain fan base in a certain city this entire past week. I didn't even get a single churro. I know. Sean also got it pretty bad. Didn't Mac didn't offer me a churro or nothing. I'm sorry. Um, Uh, Mountain Mike's. Fernando's in the chat talking about uh, me coming on his podcast, his Angels podcast. Um, Mountain Mike's the official pizza of your Los Angeles angels fun fact fun fact i did not know that thank you again for the churros and for the support i appreciate you guys so much i also appreciate appreciate your pizza in my belly and they will be at the golf course tomorrow as well we're gonna have so much free stuff yeah you keep telling me this stuff there's i got i didn't even know that i didn't yeah. know about that i didn't yep. know about uh the four peaks thing I'm, 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 I'm just blowing your mind over so, here. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, you're gonna, full of surprises. Head tomorrow. on over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards will get a $50 voucher upon signing up. So sign up to be a diehard. There's lots of good reasons why you should do that. One hundo P, baby. All right, Sean. There's a lot going on in the Valley. That so I is. think we need to do a little bit of a temperature check. We need to figure out... What is going on with all four sports in the Valley? There's a lot to talk about. Three of them are in their offseason. There's still somehow a lot to talk about. Yeah, Arizona sports teams stay being in the news cycle. Great for us. Great for our job and our employment. Um, (laughs) Let's start off with the Phoenix Suns because I think the news surrounding the Phoenix Suns is definitely the most pertinent. Yeah. The most timely. Because in case you have been living under a rock, the Suns fired their head coach, Monty Williams, at the end of the season. A decision that has been very heated. A lot of people agree with yeah, that move. It's polarizing for sure. A lot of people don't agree with that move, but for better or for worse, the Suns are missing a you head coach. You were on the disagree side. Well, I am on the I was on the side. agree side. But yeah. I thought it was the right move. So I we're gonna talk about that because I'm definitely on the disagree side. Um this earlier this week, Shams tweeted out Something that I thought was a little interesting because I didn't think we were going to be getting this news this early. But Shams tweeted out, the Phoenix Suns have narrowed their head coaching search to five finalists. Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Doc Rivers, Kings assistant Jordy Fernandez, and Suns assistant Kevin Young. When I saw this, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't as excited as I thought I was going to be about the potential new Suns head coach because I don't know how I feel about those five options. I mean, I mean, I say this and I know it's going to sound snarky. I asked this out of genuine curiosity. What did you expect? Like, who was there someone else you were looking for that was not on that list? Uh, like, I mean, yes. I, 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 I mean, I kind of agree with you that I'm not necessarily blown away by any of them, but I mean, it's kind of what I expected. Yeah, I think I did the silly thing of getting my hopes too high and expecting them to shoot for the moon. And they shot more for, like, the atmosphere, you know? <laughs> just the ozone layer? Just the ozone layer. They were like, meh, we're just going to go, like, this gonna direction. Go Phil Jackson out of retirement or something? Yeah, obviously, um, <laughs> I was on the Ty, Lu, the Ty Lu crazy train. Obviously, I knew that was more of a long shot regarding his contract situation with the Clippers. So I knew that that was going to be a little bit more difficult to navigate. But my first reaction to looking at this list is I don't think any of these options are better than Monty Williams, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, going through all of them just super quick. um, Nick Nurse, he had five seasons in Toronto and he obviously helped them win their title in 2019. And then he won the NBA coach of the year in 2020. And he has a winning percentage, a winning record as a coach. 
And then Doc Rivers, he's been the head co- a head coach since 1999. He coached for Orlando, Boston, the Clippers, and then most recently the 76ers. He also has a winning record as a head coach with the 76ers. And he was the head coach while they were one of three of the top 10 teams in both offensive and defensive efficiency. And of course, won a ring with the Celtics. Yes, he had a 16 straight winning season as a head coach. And then Frank Vogel has been a head coach in the NBA since 2011. He coached for the Pacers, the Magic, and then most recently the Lakers. He also has a career winning percentage of 526, so a winning head coach. And then the other two options, Jordy Fernandez. Uh, Jordy is currently the Sacramento Kings associate head coach. He was a part of the Michael Malone coaching tree with the Nuggets, and obviously the Nuggets are doing pretty good right now. Pretty good. Um, And then he became the associate head coach of the Sacramento Kings in 2022. And then obviously the most familiar option is Kevin Young, who is currently the associate head coach for the Phoenix Suns. He joined the Suns in 2020, and before that he was an assistant in Philadelphia. And so that's our options. Um, and I still, after reading all of that and looking at all of the options, I don't in my gut feel like I prefer any of those options to Monty Williams. Um, I prefer them because like I said, I was kind of on the train that you just, you needed a change. So, um, I definitely think like even I know like Gerald on the Piatinic Sun show has kind of been on the train where like, if you're going to hire doc, what was the point of firing Monty? Cause you're kind of just doing the same thing. I think the point is just that you need something new. Like you need something different. Um, so for that reason alone, I like it. Um, I mean, some of them get me a little more excited than others, but in general, like I said, I, I think if they end up with one of these five guys, I think they're, they could ultimately end up with someone that is an upgrade over Monty. Out of all the options, let's talk about it then. Who do you think is the best? Who is your number one pick out of those five? Listen, I'm honestly, I'm kind of, I'm on the Jordy Fernandez train. Why not? Give Ooh, me the Spaniard. I did not um, think you were going there. Give me the Spaniard. I don't, I'm not in on Kevin Young. I'm not a fan of like when you hire a coach. Like if you're firing a coach, I, you might as well like make it like it needs to be like a refresh, like a complete regime change. I don't like, like I think that's kind of how like, franchises end up in just like strings of mediocrity where you kind of just have this leftover of the last regime and then it just ends up being like, yeah, there's never like a culture switch, which I think not necessarily the the Suns need a whole new culture, but they obviously need some things to change. Um, and I kind of like having a young guy who has something to prove. And obviously there is everything that went on in Sacramento was awesome this year. You mentioned everything that went on with the, um, with the nuggets and obvious or that it's going on with the nuggets now. And he was obviously with the nuggets before the Kings. I just think that's a, it's something different. Like I said, something to prove. Um, and it's a little more just exciting than other, other. like Nick nurse doesn't really, yeah, well, uh, they don't really do anything for me. And like I said, I don't know how coming yet. Interesting. I mean, uh, to your point with Jordy Fernandez, he is a part of two great organizations, the Kings and the Nuggets. I did not think you were going that direction because I think he obviously has the least experience out of all of these candidates. So that makes me a little nervous. I am not anti-Kevin Young. I know that you said like the organization needs a shakeup, but I don't think that they do because I think they have a great culture. Like aside from anything that happened 
outside of the what happens on the court, not regarding like the ownership or anything like that. The culture that Monty Williams built when he came in here gave the Suns an identity. And I think that was one of the reasons I was so sad to see Monty go is because he took this team from nothing to something. And it was a big something. And so I love that the culture that Monty built and obviously Kevin Young is a part of that. And so I think because the Suns really don't have a lot of time to go crazy and experiment and try all these new things because let's be honest, their championship window was closing. We don't, you know, CP three is old. Kevin Durant has two years left on his contract. Like we have to win a championship ASAP. And so switching things up that drastically makes me so nervous because we don't have time to experiment. Like we have to get this figured out and it has to be the right choice. And going that crazy by hiring a head coach that has never been a head coach before or an older coach that has had lots of experience in the league. That's basically the equivalent of Monty. Williams. like, I just, I, I'm so scared. And I, mean, I just, I don't think they can get this wrong and I don't want to see them mess this up. And I just, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm nervous. I mean, I'm nervous. you know who did that though? Um, the best franchise of the last of like this century, the, or the last decade, at least the golden state warriors, like, um, and everyone keeps calling, Monty there, Mark Jackson. Well, you got to go. You think the opposite end of that is going to find your Steve Kerr. Um, and I like having, obviously, he's a lot younger than um, Steve Kerr, even Steve Kerr was when he took this job. But um, I like having a, a young guy, Fernando in the chat, saying that the Suns need something like the Angels need, like a young guy to grow with the team. And I like that. Um, and I am of the, I know a lot of people are out on DeAndre Ayton. I'm not necessarily, but I think the best way to save that situation is again by having a complete like refresh. I don't think I don't think having any kind of leftover, any residual from the previous regime is a risk worth taking. Um when you can get, I think, something very similar to Kevin Young in Jordy Fernandez. Mm, that's fair. If you're in the chat right now, let us know what option you would prefer out of the five. Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Doc Rivers, Jordy Fernandez, or Kevin Young. Drop it in the chat. We love to include you in the show. Out of those five options, who do you would who would you be the most disappointed by if the Suns hired them? Who would make you so mad that you'd be like, ah, well, uh, what are Nick, we doing? Uh, Nick Nurse. I don't really like him. I mean, he was like a he was a G League coach, and then he shows up and got carried to a ring by Kawhi Leonard. And then that's such a bad take. I didn't. I don't care. Um, and then hasn't like obviously the Ra Ra Raptors haven't been like abject misery, but they haven't accomplished anything since he left. So I don't. I don't. I would like either someone who is completely unproven and doesn't have anything, or someone who has proven that they can win basically everywhere. Um, so I, in my mind, you rather go in Doc or go in one of the two young guys. Okay, I think. I'm pretty much out on Frank Vogel and Doc Rivers. I think those two would probably be my most disappointed. I think Jordy is a little bit too much of a wild card. So for me, the only really options here are Kevin Young or Nick Nurse. I think I do not agree with your Nick Nurse take. I think he would probably be the best, aside from Kevin Young, the best culture fit, the closest to what we're looking for in like a younger head coach. So I think if they don't hire Kevin Young or they don't hire Nick Nurse, I'm not going to be very happy with anything else. I still um, want Ty Lue. I know it's not going to happen, but I still want Ty <laughs> Give me Ty Lue or give or me Or JJ Reddick. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't, I don't know how I feel about the JJ thing, but and definitely. He wants someone younger for the culture. 
I feel like I equate the JJ hire to the Herm Edwards hire. No. Okay. First off, <laughs> no, 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 no. JJ would be Cliff Kingsbury. JJ, JJ would be <laughs> JJ like would be Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> basically, Deion Sanders. But yeah, Cliff is a good one too. Um, uh, yeah, I just I was never uh, never on board with that, but definitely on board with Tyloo. Um, looking at the candidates that the Suns have to choose from, specifically those five, are you still thinking that moving on from Monty was the best choice? Yeah, because like I said, I, 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 you needed something different. You see this with franchises all the time. Like, like, like I said, you saw this with Mark Jackson and the Warriors. Like, yeah, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to work. Like, it, I, you had to change up something. Um, and so ultimately, I, whether they get this higher right, I don't think will change that for me that firing Monty at that time was the right call. Okay. I am still firmly in the train of firing Monty was a mistake. I don't think they had enough time to, I don't think Monty had enough time to work with what he was given. I think the fact that Katie and book only had nine regular season games to play together before the postseason started. Definitely. was a bummer. I would have loved to have seen what he could have done with more time with working with Katie and book together I think what he did for the organization and the leader that he was was invaluable or irreplaceable. And so I'm still firmly in the I would rather have Monty right now train. Uh, obviously, I would love to be proven wrong. I would absolutely love nothing more than for the Suns to prove me wrong and make a hire and the hire be the right decision and they win a championship. Prove me wrong all day, any day if that's the option. But I still am firmly in that I want Monty to be here train and also the Suns are competing with the Pistons the 76ers the Bucks and the Raptors for a head coach so there's just a lot of variables that are making this whole coaching searching thing very stressful for me Daniel in the comments bringing up give me whoever book wants absolutely agree Ooh. obviously I think book is going to have yeah. a say in who the Suns hire I don't think Matt Ishbia is stupid enough to just make a decision without like hey Devin Booker the star of our franchise what do you think about this person and we also found out later too that Devin Booker kind of uh okayed getting yeah. rid of Monty so for lack of a better term, like not signed off on it, but he was aware of it and he, you know, didn't put much of a fight of keeping Monty. So whoever Devin Booker wants, I guess, like, we'll just go with that. Um, and I don't think they would ever do that without consulting him. Do you? No. Yeah. No, I, you can't do that in 2023. Like, that's not how sports work anymore. Stars, especially one that has been here and has done as much as Devin Booker and mean as much as this franchise and his fan base as Devin Booker. Like, they, they have to be involved in these decisions now. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess knowing that whoever they hire, Devin Booker, was okay with makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know why I put all my faith and trust in Devin Booker's uh, hands, but <laughs> he has it. Um, Charles in the comments saying Monty did a lot of good in turning around the Suns, but the time had come for him to go. Two blow elimination losses at home can't happen. That Under forever P. and will always be the biggest argument against Monty Williams is the fact that those two losses happened in such a horrific way. On yeah. home court, and it's hard to argue against that. I'm definitely not saying that's against not a valued point. The two most hateable Euros in the league. Yeah, it's definitely a valid point, but I still think that mm, I take that back. Rudy Gobert is the most hateable Euro in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. He's but not, we'll see. He's not Euro though. He's French. There's a difference. Mm. Nah, they're the same. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I think the Suns will probably have a decision sooner rather than later because I mentioned there are one, two, three, four, five, four other teams looking for a head coach. There were five, but there are four 
other teams still looking. So I think the Suns will probably have a decision sooner rather than later. And then we can evaluate from there. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're just playing the what if game right now, but I am interested to see where they go. I am also interested in taking an OGs after the show. <laughs> My weekend's getting started early. I probably am going to have to take an OGs to fall asleep tonight because I have to wake up early. And I don't know about you, but when I know I have to wake up early, can't I can't sleep. Yeah, I'm the same as that way. I'm the same as that so way. It's so weird. I know, I'm going like, to be up have... till four in the morning knowing i got to get up at five. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So it's not just me. Whenever I know I have to wake up early, I can't sleep and I end up you, sleeping you like an hour. You doing that tonight. I know. I'm gonna try my. Well, Sean, that's what I got. The, that's what I got the sleepy time gummy for. Sean, let me know. I'll knock you out. I got the. I don't need you. I got the sleepy time gummy. We don't Help need you. Fall asleep and stay asleep. Right. We have the Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummies, gummies from OGs. Well I'm trying. That's why I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. Okay. This is the Happy Balance gummy. Okay. Oh <laughs> Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummies from OGs are the best. They are a CBN and a THC gummy, two to one ratio, and they taste amazing. CBN is a compound that specifically helps with rest and relax relaxation. So when you Combine that with THC. It is chef's kiss. So good. They also are dropping a new flavor. New mm. flavor alert. They have pink lemonade oh, dropping on June 21st. Perfectly timed for the summer. Is that the summer, summer equinox? Is that one? Or is I that, think, yeah, it is. Is it an equinox? Yeah, because it's my half birthday. My half birthday is the summer equinox. Your half, okay, uh, okay, okay. My okay, half birthday is the summer equinox, and my birthday is the winter. Equinox. Oh, that's dope. Okay, that's that's. Isn't that's that convenient. that's kind of cool, that's right? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, so yes, that is the summer equinox, and pink lemonade is coming out, and I'm so excited for that because if OGs can do anything right, it's making the best flavored gummies. Dude ever facts it's so not even good. like not even gassing you like that's absolute fact if you want to try some of these amazingly flavored gummies you can check out ogs online at ogsbrands.com and on instagram at ogsbrands you can also find their products at your local dispensary you must be 21 years or older to purchase all right let's talk about the arizona cardinals what is an off season with the arizona cardinals what is an off season <laughs> kyler murray getting slighted in some way shape or form Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> geez. The Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. So DeAndre Hopkins, he has been in the media a lot lately because of his situation regarding the team. Does he want to be here? Does he not want to be here? Does he want to play and stick it out and wait for Kyler to get healthy? Does he not? He doesn't show up to team events. Then he is posting on his Instagram story that who said I want to leave? I don't want to leave. All over the map. We don't really know what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins knows what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he doesn't really because ultimately it's not in his control, but yeah. Um, and he went on the I Am Athlete podcast and he was asked an interesting question about which quarterback was, he would like to throw him the ball. And here's what he had to say. Mm. Uh, what are some of the quarterbacks out there? If you had a list, you say mm -hmm. these are some dope quarterbacks that I would love to throw me the ball. The second part of my career. Oh, that's a good question. I would have to say uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks that I've I've been watching since he came in the league is Josh Allen. Josh Ooh. Allen. He reminds me of he reminds me of an old school or, or of a new school Andrew Luck. Mm. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, I love Josh Allen. Uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, man, he's he, he Houston kid, your dog Jalen. Uh, number three, who I would love to to have a ball thrown by. Oh man, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Ooh, number oh four, num number four. I'm gonna have to go with uh, 
I gotta I gotta go with the I gotta go with the underdog, man. The people. Not not a lot of people people respect this guy, but you know, as a as a throwing quarterback, Lamar. Lamar Jackson, obviously. And number number five. Number five. That's a good one. That's a good question. Number five. Dak see. Prescott? I like Dak Prescott. <laughs> Any of these young rookie quarterbacks stand out to you? Would do you want to uh catch a ball from a young player? Are you or are you past that point in your career? Like some guys yeah, out there. Yeah, I'm past. I'm past that young that, that point in my career. But I heard that the quarterback we got from Houston is pretty good. I like him. My grandfather was sending me his uh, his highlights on YouTube. But my, my number five quarterback, man, because there's it's some good quarterbacks out there that's young and good. I'm gonna have to go with uh, man. I'm gonna have to go with my my, my dude in San Diego or or the Chargers. Herbert. I'm gonna have to go Justin with Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, All right. I notice anybody missing there? Anybody missing <laughs> from that list? Uh, anybody noticeable? Anybody yeah, that's a quarterback yeah, that maybe is supposed to be really the team good that he but, plays yeah. for currently? Um, quickly recapping on D Hop's list of quarterbacks he would like to throw to him: Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert, who well, he didn't the know boy, the name of. The boy in San Diego, and thought that he is in San Diego, which he's not. Um, but that's okay. People are listening to this and they're like, "What the heck?" Uh, where is Kyler Murray? Why did you not say Kyler Murray? I don't know if you know, but you're teammates with Kyler Murray and he wasn't on your list. When I first heard it, I took it as, uh, this was a slight at Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray. And I I think a lot of Cardinals nation did. Yeah. A lot. I I feel like I'm in the boat of a lot of Cardinals fans of being like, if you're going to be asked about a quarterback, why is your not first inclination not to talk about the quarterback Mm -hmm. you're currently working with that is supposed to be a great quarterback. Yeah. Um, and I was a little scared. I was like, what? I hope Kyler didn't listen to that podcast, but you had a different interpretation. Yeah. My take on it was like, especially when you listen to specifically how Brandon Marshall asked the question there, like what quarterbacks would you want to throw you the ball in the second half of your career? Like to me, it's asking like, obviously, you know, you're playing for the Cardinals right now, but like if you were to be at the end of somewhere else, who would you want to throw you the football? Like, I don't think Kyler like was even part of the pool of possible options for D hop and the okay. way he was answering that question. So, like, I understand why a lot of people write in it with the way they did, especially considering the specific people who are a part of the situation, the quarterback being Kyler Murray, who everyone seems to have an opinion about, and the receiver being DeAndre Hopkins, who no one knows if he's going to be here or wants to be here. Like, I understand why people write into it the way they did, but I just look at it like, obviously, Kyler's my guy right now, but if I had if I had to have someone else throwing me the, the the football, it would be one of these five guys. Like, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's any kind of referendum on Kyler. I don't think D-Hop is going on Instagram Live saying, <sighs> I want to be here still if he has this big problem with Kyler that he's not one of his his favorite guys. I understand that, but I also don't think it would have killed him to say, I love getting Kyler Murray throwing me the ball right now. It's been great. Yeah, but, but Homeboy <laughs> thought the Chargers were still in San Diego, like, and he didn't know Clayton Toon's name. Yeah, like, Roaring Fork in the comments uh, saying that was rough. It was that was like, a whole, it was a tough interview I, to like, get through for sure. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna blame him all that much for one five second video where he clearly was not prepared to answer that question. Like he didn't ha- didn't have it that well thought out. Um, so like, I'm not I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna read that much into it. Although, like I said, I understand why people did. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it wouldn't have cost him anything to say, just mention Kyler, throw Kyler's name out there. Even if it was just, I really like working with Kyler, but also here are these other quarterbacks that I think are great. Also, don't forget, he doesn't know if Kyler's even going to play this year. 
Yeah. Like he doesn't. So. So you're not reading into it. Basically. I'm not reading into it at all. I just think I just think, like I said, I don't think Kyler was even on, on his thought process because also like he didn't bring up uh, Colt McCoy. Like he brought up Clayton Toon out of the five quarterbacks <laughs> on the roster. Like, I don't think he was really just I just don't think it was that well thought out. I think if you had given him an opportunity to talk about who are your five favorite quarterbacks in the NFL, he's going to mention Kyler. And even if he doesn't think it's Kyler, he's going to mention Kyler just because for the reason that we're even talking about this to avoid this kind of conversation, that kind of thing, because that's his quarterback. So you're in the it's not that deep. Boat. MBD. It's not no that big deep. deal. I'm going to start shouting it's not that deep from the rooftops for so many life situations because it's it not, applies dog. to so it's many really things. It's really not that deep. It's not that deep. Everybody take a deep breath. Speaking of Kyler Murray, though, NFL OTAs, voluntary OTAs have begun. The Cardinals are out there for voluntary OTAs, and so is Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. He was pictured out there doing just walkthroughs, talking to teammates on the sidelines, observing. He obviously has a uh, leg type of brace situation on because he is still recovering from his knee surgery notable only in the fact because he was not anywhere to be seen during last season's voluntary yeah. OTAs so are you reading anything into this do you um, think it's good that he's out there for this round of voluntary OTAs considering everything that's happened this past year yeah I mean we were talking about it a little bit with Bo yesterday and I kind of agree with him that I am it's just a good gesture like, and it is important to note, like Bo said, that, you know, he's undergoing rehab. So he's kind of already at the facility and it just and it makes more sense for him to do the rehab at the facility than on his own somewhere else. There's like liability implications yeah, so with that. Like, like if he's rehabbing and he gets hurt at the Cardinals facility, it's less a of a liability yeah. problem than if he's like in Texas Moving working out and gets hurt there. Yeah, so. 100%. so like I... But I, so there's a lot of reasons for him to be there. Like he's not really going out of his way to do it. And obviously right. he doesn't have to participate. He's just standing there talking to people. But I do think it is ultimately like a good gesture. He doesn't have to. He could still be inside rehabbing. He could just head home and rest, whatever. Um, but he didn't. And yeah. so good good on you, Kyler. He didn't I'm, go out I, of his it's way good to be to there. See you there. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't go out of his way to be there. But I think optics wise, it was it's, good for him to at least understand I need to be seen here. Yeah. And be out there, even if it took him two seconds to walk from the inside to the outside and just make his face shown. I think it shows that maybe there's starting to settle in some level mm -hmm. of understanding of I'm a leader. I'm a quarterback for this team. I need to be out there. I need to show them that I am here because even... I think it was last season when Joe Burrow was hurt and he was at voluntary OTAs. He was whipping around on a golf oh, cart. Yeah, like, cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, if he hadn't gone out there, I think we'd be talking about where's Kyler Murray? Why is he not, you know, being a presence at voluntary OTAs? He doesn't have anything better to I do. Mean, I disagree. I, I think but the I, narrative which is, part, is he's not doing anything well, else. No, no, no. But I, I think I think that's part of why. Like, I don't think anyone would think anything of it if he wasn't there because he's rehabbing. It's voluntary OTAs. He's not even like you don't have any idea. Sean. I, I, I don't think people would have people thought much of it this year. People will any reason agree, to pick on Kyler I, Murray. I don't think they would have thought anything of it this year because he's posting his pictures of him rehabbing. Like, I don't think anyone would have expected him to be there. Buddha's not there. Like, uh, there's uh, other distractions going on. People will find I don't any think, reason to pick on him. They would I don't say, think get they your ass on a golf cart and get out there. I don't <laughs> think they would have. And also, I don't think Joe Burrow, I don't think that was voluntary. I think that was just training camp last year. But regardless, um, like... But I think that's why that's more that's it's like it's kind of like a, impressive to me, I guess, because like he didn't really need to be there. He could have just gone home and I don't think anyone would have said anything about it. But he's uh, he is there. Um, and so it is a good sign Like he doesn't he doesn't need to be. And he's he's 
even if it is minimal going out of his way to to uh make that gesture if all it means is that he finally is developing like a mentality of understanding how important it is for him to show up to things great i love it because it is even his teammates said so i mean wide receiver zach pascal was asked about it during the media availability and this is what he had to say oh it just shows that he cares um cares about you know us getting better as a team learning the offense and you know those mental reps that he get as well even though he can't physically be you know, part of it, but you can get those mental reps and that just trickles down throughout the whole team. And that was just a very standard, like typical teammate answer. But the fact that he was able to pick up on Kyler being there, he pointed it out and he himself said it means a lot that he's there, I think is important. Like whether it was BS and he really meant it or not. And he was just telling that to the media, the, the, the optics of the situation are so important. We cannot have any more disaster cycle media stories shitting on this team. We just can't. And so the fact that Kyler Murray is there, we've avoided a disaster media cycle of where's Kyler Murray? Why is he not volunteering on TAs? Is the team in disarray? Like whatever. Wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Uh, Chris agrees with me. Mac is right. And Mike agrees with me. Um, I'm just happy we avoided that shit show. His teammates noticed it and his teammates are picking up on it and they think that it's great that he's there. I agree with them. And I also think he's great that it's there. And if it's good for morale, it's good for me. Yeah. My whole (laughs) mindset on this is like, it doesn't hurt. It can only be good. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's like, oh, he just, he's Tom Brady now. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's turned into a real leader. Yeah. Um, but he, uh. It definitely, it just doesn't hurt. It's well, a good I just, sign. I think the biggest criticism that Kyler Murray faces is his leadership skills. Yeah. His yeah. ability to be a leader, his yeah. attitude in the his locker room. All that stuff. People yeah. harp on him day in and day out is, are you a leader or are you not? And so if this is an attitude change for him or not, I don't really care. As long as the optics show that he's there and he's being a leader, I hope that this is like a self-driven motivation of him thinking it's going to be good for me to be seen and I need to step up and be a leader. Obviously, I don't know for sure because I'm not friends with Kyler Murray. I have no idea what he's thinking. But if it really is a sign of him and a change of his attitude and a change of his how he perceives himself as a leader, all for it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on with the Cardinals. Interested to see <laughs> if DeAndre Hopkins is here um, for much longer, which I do. I mean, I think at this point, like, he's going to at least start the season with the Cardinals. Starting to seem that way. I think um, Bo was saying the other day that the first big de- uh, for the next big kind of deadline is June 1st, I believe. Um, and so there's a couple of different, mo- like, road markers throughout this offseason that are big for um, D-Hop's future. But I am kind of leaning that way. I do think D-Hop... So at least going to start the season with the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Roaring Fork in our comments clarifying that it's the solstice that's yeah. in June and December, yeah. not the equinox. Thank winter you for clarifying. Sense, yes, equinox, yeah. I was born on the winter and the summer solstice, not the equinox. Thank you very much. All right. Before we move on to the Diamondbacks and the Coyotes, we got to talk about our friends at game time. Yeah. Because you guys, I keep telling you, this is the best ticketing app in the game for so many reasons they have the lowest prices on tickets especially if you're a last minute person and you want to make plans at the last second and you need to grab tickets go to game time they will get you hooked up with the lowest prices for games for concerts if you need like a parking pass to go somewhere they've got you covered all you have to do is download the game time app use promo code phnx and you'll get 20 bucks off your first order and it is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. And we are going to do our game time game of the week. 
Sean. Yeah, we know we like to make baby. fun of you for your fandom choices because you are from a specific area of the continental U.S. that we don't particularly like. Well, yeah, yeah, but I, guess, I don't know if yeah. you knew this, but your homeboys are in town for the Diamondbacks don't call series. <laughs> the D-backs are my homeboys. That's my team now. Okay, but okay. I still will always have a special place in my heart for the Baltimore Red Sox. And yes, they are in town for a three-game set this weekend. And I cannot wait. The Diamondbacks have been on a road on the road for what seems like a very long time. And on a roll. I haven't seen the Diamondbacks play baseball, and it's making my heart sad for a while. Yeah. So see, they're coming back I'm in town. There. If I'm you want to go to the game tomorrow, check this out. They have the tickets up on game time right now, and there are some great options. My favorite thing about the game time um, app is that they show you flash deals, section deals. They show mm -hmm. you what the cheapest ticket is. They show you, you know, where you can sit for what price. It's so fr user friendly. It's set up so well. And I think it gives you a ton of great options. So if you're looking for like a cheap ticket, you have a big family, you want to get the kids out to the ballpark and you don't want to spend a bunch of money, you can get tickets to the Diamondbacks versus Red Sox game for only 20 bucks each. That is honestly a steal for a family friendly night, a family, a family friendly occasion. Family friendly night. Yeah. Family, yeah. Or if you want to sit in the baseline reserve, like down on like lower level, normally you would spend an arm and a leg on those tickets, but not on the game time app. It's really great for a reason. You can snag it. these tickets without stress at game time. Like I mentioned before, all you have to do is download the game time app, create an account and use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I cannot wait. I'm gonna be there, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself with these tickets. Even though I guess on game time, treating yourself is not even really like, yeah. Treat you yourself. Don't, you don't have to drop an arm and a leg to treat it's yourself. Bucks. And I don't got kids or a family <laughs> or friends, so <laughs> just have to worry about yourself. I just gotta worry about myself. Speaking of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Sean. Yes. They're a wagon. A wagon. A wagon. Get on the bandwagon for the Arizona All Diamondbacks. Aboard. Get on or get run over, baby. Uh, yeah, there are. Um, Pretty good at baseball. Um, they're doing word on the street. Pretty good pretty right good. now. Um, How good, Sean? Currently second place at the NL West. Second place. Firm grip on the um, first wild card spot. Um, right behind the Dodgers, I believe. We have a, uh, a picture of the standings in the NL West. Um, most importantly, ahead of the San Francisco Dodgers in your fourth place, San Diego Padres. What? Well, that's a lot of money you're spending to be in fourth place. The story um, of the I Padres' life, though. Yeah, I don't spend yeah. so much money to be so mediocre. Yeah, or well, bad. this is a different kind of money they're spending, and they're not doing very well right now. Wah, but wah. I don't feel bad for you because Arizona Diamondbacks are second um, in the NL West. Like I said, third in the um, or first in the wild card. Um, and currently, after the Dodgers lost to the the Braves last night, the Dodgers are the D-backs are the only team in the entire National League with a winning record against teams above 500, Woo! which is a tremendous sign because it's not like some of these other teams like you saw with the Pirates early on who were really good but weren't playing good teams. Diamondbacks are playing good teams, and they're beating them, and they're 29-21, and you got to love to see that. Yeah. Um, seven of the last ten won four straight series. Like you said, they were just on the road. They just um, they won seven they, of their last ten. Yeah, they lost in four pretty tragic series. fashion yesterday, and I, it is my fault. We're not going to talk about that, It though. is Sean's fault. The reason um, the Diamondbacks lost yesterday is because of Sean. I may or may not have said that Trey Turner was bad immediately before he hit the two-run shot to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. Why that's did not you it. do that? Neither you know that. They still won the series. They still Why? won the series. Why did you do um, that? On the field, Loris Gurriel, um, the hottest hitter in baseball, 
351, 422, 737 slash line with five home runs, 12 RBI, six walks over his last 15 games. Rolla Perdomo continues to be the risk king, just cleaning up with runners in scoring position while the D-backs otherwise are doing terribly with runners in scoring position. It's probably their biggest weakness right but now. But that's been like the the kryptonite for this team for like yeah. the last three seasons. Yeah. They and have I mean, been terrible 100%. with runners in scoring yeah. position, and, and, and we can't figure out why. Yeah, and you look at guys like Christian Walker just not hitting it with runners in scoring position. That is... Um, it's been their besides their pitching. It's been their kryptonite it's pretty for like the last yeah. three years. They yeah. can't figure out how to score when they have runners in scoring position. Yep. And speaking of their pitching, um, obviously you have Mert and, Mer and um, Zach Gallon at the top of the rotation. But the three young arms all have all did very well in their last outings. And now Zach Gallon on his way or Zach Gallon, geez, Zach Davies on his way back. Um, had a pretty stellar outing in his in his rehab start in Double A Amarillo, and then did um, a bullpen session yesterday. Reportedly, did you say Amarillo. Is it? Oh, it's Amarillo. It is the Spanish pronunciation, <laughs> but yeah, it's Amarillo. I love and, uh, it. It was the halfway Spanish pronunciation. Because I Amarillo. Yeah. Amarillo. Amarillo. Um, Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo yeah. by morning. That's a great song. Do you Anyways, know who sings that? Do you know who sings that song? No. Zach Davies is on his way back soon, so the, the, the rotation is getting um, a bolster. Am I real by morning? <laughs> no, you haven't sang who, it. Who sings it? George Strait. Oh, oh, of course. I should. I was going to guess that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the D-backs are a wagon. Um, they're all over the place. Or on both sides, like they're they're just they're good, man. They're good. They're they're beating good teams. Uh, like you said, they have the. Sox this weekend, which it should be a pretty manageable series. The Sox are above 500, though, so they're so Matt saying my Red Sox will continue to lay it down this weekend, so enjoy beating them up. Mm. Yeah, probably. Probably. That's probably what they'll do. Uh, the D-backs are a wagon. Um, but it's a good start. It, at this point, does not seem like it's a fluke, but do you, do you believe? Are you bought in? Is this a sustainable success? <sighs> I'm kind of bought in. Ugh, that's scary. Oh, that's scary to say. I'm kind of bought in. I'm kind of bought in. I don't know. I think I just got so much confidence in this team after they DFA'd that bum, Madison Bumgarner. Mm, yes. And, you know, they're making, like, fast choices. They're not letting guys just continue to struggle. Like, Alec Thomas getting sent back down. Like, they are not messing around this year. And yeah. I think it's because of that line of decision-making where I'm kind of like, okay, I'm kind of bought in here. I, I just... I don't know. I, I'm scared to get bought in because I'm an Arizona sports fan and I'm just I'm tired of getting my hopes and dreams crushed every time they get a little bit lifted. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, is that bad? Is that bad of me to be a little bit believing nope. in this team? Oh my God. Okay. I have an extra large Circle K polar pop of the Diamondbacks Kool-Aid that I am chugging <laughs> right now. Um, I Yeah, no, I'm all the way in. I, I think you look at just that. I, I have concerns. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. they only really do have two good starting pitchers. Obviously, the young guys have been have been good recently. Um, but still, it's only two pitchers that you can really, really rely on. Um, they haven't been good with runners and scoring position. But I, I think if they're really in this spot at the trade deadline, things you can fix. Kyle Lewis is on his way back. He's set to do his rehab start soon. Um, so I think the things that they're struggling with. They can figure out a way around. I, I'm not going to lie. I know no one wants to hear this. I have questions about whether or not Tori Lovello is actually going to be able to manage Stop a it. team Stop in the postseason. But right now. we'll Shut cross that bridge mouth. when we get to it. <laughs> um, but I'm in. I think this yeah. team is a playoff team. Um, you When you get guys like Dom Flesher are showing up and you're like, oh, I didn't expect him to be good. And he is. And you still aren't getting production. out of Christian Walker's not hitting with runners in scoring position. Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy are still in AAA. Like... Um, 
yeah, I, I, I think this They're team still is, winning. is good. They they are beating good teams. This is a team that, especially if they're starting pitching, figures it out. Um, like top to bottom, it's a team that can be dangerous in the postseason. I think it's a team favorite, you don't want to play in the postseason. My favorite thing about this, well, there's so many things I love about this team. I, I lied. One of my favorite things about this team is the fact that they don't just throw money at problems. Like look at the Padres. Money does not fix all. And I love begging that drum because obviously we're a small market team that doesn't have money to throw at a wall and just see what sticks. But I just love that they're doing this and they're like their roster, however many, how much money they're paying their roster is so low. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love to see that. I just, I also love that they're competitive at this point in the season yeah. because it allows us to have like hopes and dreams for the future. And also, like you said, the trade deadline, if they're still competitive at that point in the season, then they can start to spend money and make moves and like adjust things yeah. that they need to adjust based off 100%. of where they're at. If they're like the Colorado Rockies and they have no hope for anything and they're yeah. at the bottom of the standings and they, we, we don't even look at the trade deadline with hope or excitement yeah. because we're just like, Oh, we're going to suck yeah. this year. And I'm, that, that's the thing is like reality is the team that won the world series this year. Like it'll be dope if they did, but they're probably not going to, no. uh, but like, you're getting young guys winning early in their career. They're not learning how to lose, which is always a fear when you the have rebuilding of franchises. Being good and like, ma even making it to the playoffs is invaluable. Yeah, and then you have guys like Longo, who's 80 years old, and then hitting fucking 422 piss missiles <laughs> to the second deck like he did yesterday. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, like, yeah, it's it, this team has, is the the, rest of the the like the ingredients to maybe surprise people this year and then be a really good team for the next few years yeah um and absolutely. that's that is so exciting so yeah, yeah i'm all the way in and despite what i just said about tory and what he may or may not be able to do in the postseason he's clearly good at this part of this at building up young guys and and establishing kind of a culture and making this team fun yeah and that's the first step you, know, you look at you look at the suns obviously you hope you don't end up in that situation necessarily but you look at the suns they got the first part of this Done. Out. You yep. need to do that part before you get the the ring. Yeah. Um, and so I Absolutely. like that. It's, it's it's certainly encouraging. Daniel on the same page. Imagine being buyers at the trade deadline. Oh, can you imagine? We're getting there. We're moving. When was in that the direction. last time the Diamondbacks were buyers at the trade deadline? I was not. It's been a hot years. minute. Two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I just I I haven't had an exciting trade deadline for the team that I root for in Major League Baseball in so long. Like I'm I'm kind of getting a little excited about it. Um, yeah, I'm not used to a team I'm rooting for like doing good things. I'm used to the team I'm rooting for um, sending. I don't know, maybe the best player in the history of the franchise to Los Angeles uh, for Jeter Downs. Yeah, don't talk to me about sending the best player in the franchise to a different team. I think I win that argument. Um, <laughs> Ryan saying, promise you, you don't. I promise you, you don't. Okay, well, first off, if we're talking about the Boston Red Sox, do you not know the name Babe Ruth? So if we want to get really into the, the argument of, Stop of it. like, you were not then, a fan, <laughs> but I, I know, but I'm saying, and also. Oh, but, but ignore that. This is an ignore all time, that. All Mookie time Betts, bad take. When Mookie Betts was traded by the Boston Red Sox, he was the best player in baseball. Nolan Arenado was the best player, best third baseman Stop in baseball. My, and Mookie they Betts paid was the, the team money Mookie to take Betts him away. Was the we best can't we player can't talk about this. We'll be, we're gonna fight Sean, each other. They got Hernandez in return. Sean's writing this. Mookie, Thank you. No, Mookie, Mookie Betts was the best player in baseball. No, I'm not. It's not a conversation. They paid the team money to take it him, and matter. they got nobody in return. It doesn't matter. Imagine, nobody imagine in return. I would rather get nobody in return than Kike Hernandez. This is, I can't. We can't talk about this. I'm going to lose yeah, my mind. Anyway, um, right in the comments Stop. saying Corbin Carroll for NL Rookie yes. of the Year. Hell. As long yes. as James Outman. Stops. Retweet, retweet, retweet. If you haven't read Jesse Friedman's article about this, please go check it out on gophnx.com. It's free, it's unlocked. 
He writes amazing stuff on the Diamondbacks. But yes, uh, Corbin Carroll for NL Rookie of the Year. Um, <laughs> Fernando <laughs> um, called it. Okay, scroll up a little bit for me, Sean. People, scroll, Shane, sorry, Shane, scroll up. Um, Ryan saying the D backs are the chosen one to save us from our sanity. I absolutely agree. Can I just? I just want to. He. I was going to say Sean called this. I feel like I remember yes. in the old studio yes. being Sean behind the Mac and saying, yep. "Who's going to win the next ring?" Yep. And it was going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks, and if not, then the Arizona Coyotes. And everyone's like, "But those sons, they're going to get." Because even back then, everyone was like, "They're going to get Kevin Durant." And look at that. What happened? They get dude. They Sean, did. I will give you your props on this. Sean I'm called just saying, this, and they haven't won a ring Dog. yet. They haven't Sean won a ring yet. I'm just saying, Dog. we're the, moving the that direction. Are in a much no, I know, I know okay. they are, but <laughs> okay. I just, I, but I just, right, I didn't think it was going to happen. I just felt it. <laughs> Phillips, um, and it still could, but. Philip saying I live in Ohio, saw the Diamondbacks on Sunday. That's pretty cool. Um, they need to work on their defense. Yes, they do make some silly errors when they are on defense that need to be cleaned up for freaking sure. Shane, can you scroll back up, please? <laughs> Definitely agree that they make some silly uh, mistakes there. Roaring Fork saying Sean not knowing George Strait is troubling. I absolutely agree, but he will roast me until the end of time about like my music taste. years old. What are we talking about? <laughs> all right. Um, I know all my exes in Texas. There was one other comment, but William won't have to talk about it. The, the something about the Diamondbacks should have sweeping the Phillies. Is they that it? They should have. They should have. They should have. Yes, they they, they also should have swept the A's, for sure. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the A's are a Triple A. I mean, yeah, team they, right they should have tri- swept the A's in the sense the A's are dog water. But I mean, <laughs> they should have swept the A's, the Phillies in the sense that they had two outs in the ninth with a, a two run lead. And then you happened. And then I happened. Yeah. Yeah, and then Sean Jinxed it. Um, either way, it's really great to see the Diamondbacks be good at baseball. They are our one saving grace in this hellscape of being an Arizona sports fan right now. So it is pretty freaking cool. You love to see it. You know what else you love? What's that? <laughs> well, you love. I don't love. Manscaped. You don't love a well-grown man? You want your man to be on un- I just don't like listening to you talk about it on a podcast. You make this so much weirder than it needs to be. Sometimes me and the boys are just in the room and we're talking about... And by in the room, I don't mean we do this in private. I mean, we are I make this in weird. another no, no, room. No, no. I want you to no, read. No, Sean, you're right. Some, sometimes me and the boys are just out here grooming together. Well, I was going to say we are in the room talking about shaving our balls. Pause. But I, no, I'm, no, I make play, this weird. Play. It is Turn weird. It on, I want you to read this, read this word for word. Word for word right now. I want you to read this and talk about who makes it weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not reading that. Please read it. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that because it's unnecessary. I don't need to go with some gimmick. I don't need playoffs. Playoffs? I don't need to do that. Please read it. Just do it for the people. I don't need to to say, are you talking about playoffs? (laughs) That's why I think it's weird. I don't need to tell you that the playoffs are here because you know the playoffs are here. The the read is weird. I don't need to do all that. I just need to tell you that Manscaped is the best in male grooming. And they have anything you need. Whether you're going below the belt, above the belt, on the face, in the nose, whatever. They got the lawnmower. They got got, got it all. They're the best. Um, If you want to check out our friends at Manscaped, um, you can head to manscaped.com and use code PHNX for 20% off and free shipping. 20% off and free shipping when you use code PHNX at manscaped.com. There you have it. All right. We'll round things out with the Arizona Coyotes. Not much has changed besides the fact that they don't really know where they're going to play in a few years or a year to be exact. Uh, um, Craig Morgan wrote an also excellent article on gophnx.com that you should absolutely go read because it's Craig Morgan. So why wouldn't you read Craig Morgan? And he basically summed things up for us in a way that I think is very eloquent. There are four confirmed facts that we know about the Arizona Coyotes right now. First, the team is not for sale. CEO Javier Gutierrez confirmed that the team is not for sale. Second, a league source confirmed to Craig that the NHL has no desire or plan to force a sale 
or force Alex Morello to sell the team. Third, despite reports to the contrary, the league has not set a timetable for the Coyotes to find another arena solution in the Valley. However, the NL, the NHLPA and the Board of Governors are not happy with the current situation. So although there is no timeline right now, there could be some external pressure from both of those groups to f- get a plan sooner rather than later. And fourth, the league believes that there are several viable sites in the Valley for a new arena. And that is kind of like the latest on what we know with their arena situation. We're not hitting the panic button yet, but we don't have a plan for beyond this next season. The only thing we know for sure is they're well, going to play in mullet. And that I mean, is there, yeah, there is, there is, they could still play in mullet beyond this next season. So there is still like, but they haven't confirmed that that's what they're going to well, do. Yeah, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, the they, only I mean, thing we know for not, sure is we have one they more are not year. without an arena necessarily after this year, but yeah, there is no, there is certainly no, um, like certainty on their future by any yeah. means. Um, but it is, it is certainly, um, like it's nice to know that at least for now, like there is, they, they, you heard all the things that you can hear right now to make you feel good. I guess that like there's they're not there's no plans on them moving and and there's not any pressure from the NHL yet. Yet, for them to move. yes, yet is the key word in this. Key, all of oh, this. Yes. Ryan saying at this point, I don't care where the Coyotes go as long as it's somewhere at in a Z retweet. I if play they move, Yuma. I'm gonna have to delete Twitter for various reasons. Anyways, I would rather so. them play in Yuma than play. <laughs> yeah. Like in Kansas City. A thousand percent. Um, The Fiesta Mall has kind of emerged, for lack of a better term, as the front runner for the Coyotes to build an arena. Certainly being the most talked about. But I don't think that's a good option because the public has to vote and we don't want to do it again. I don't want to do it. Um, Even the Coyotes have said they absolutely do not want another project going to a public vote vote especially i think it'd be one thing if like they lost by a little bit they lost by a lot they did like a lot it was shot down so they absolutely are trying to do everything in their power to avoid putting an arena somewhere that would involve the public voting and also mesa had a chance to vote for another stadium and that did not go well so i don't really believe in the fiesta mall option and i know it keeps getting talked about but i just i don't see it happening i'm gonna be honest i think the coyotes are gonna do everything in their power to avoid having another situation that the public decides yeah i mean that's that is really like that's the main reason that i'm not on it obviously uh tempe was a great location when you look at the locations they have now like i don't have a problem with the location necessarily it's accessible it's near um like it's easy to get to but yeah i don't i just anything that has to do with the public vote i am instantly out on if yeah. there is another option. instantly I no i don't want to go through that again you guys are making me laugh the sholo coyotes yeah, the, the flagstaff coyotes the sholo yotes kind of goes crazy <laughs> the yuma coyotes the yuma yotes the snowflake coyotes there's a little town in in snowflake Arizona coyotes snowflake. sounds like like 80 percent of the tweets that <laughs> PHNX Coyote has been getting from Canadians over yeah. the last Jerome Coyotes year. Santan Coyotes, thanks to Mike. Send him to Santan. <laughs> Literally anywhere in Arizona, I don't care. Um, one other thing that I just want to talk about really quick before we close out the show with the Coyotes, something that Craig highlighted in his article that I think is very interesting. That I think is probably, in my opinion, I again I don't have any sources. I haven't talked to anyone in the Coyotes organization. I'm just this is my my feeling, my thoughts. I think the best option for them is to go somewhere that's called a county island. And I didn't know what a county island was until Craig kind of had to walk me through it. But a county island is a small or large portion of unincorporated area that is within the jurisdiction of a county. Can I just real quick? Why? What, what's the point of a, de- a def- de- definition where you say a small or large area? Because <laughs> it could so be big anything? or small. Yeah, but just what's like, the point of what's the point of county, specifying? I think you're it's because right, a county Sean. island doesn't <laughs> yeah, have right. to be decided by the size. 
Like it doesn't yeah, have so, to be but, small but, world. But I would never like assume like if they had just put if they had just said a county island is a portion of unincorporated area that is within the jurisdiction of a okay. county, I wouldn't be like, but right. is there like a size limit? Like okay, I wouldn't I ask see. that question. I understand. Okay. So anyway, there's such these things as county islands, and there are actually several county islands within the general vicinity that are actually closer to the proposed Tempe site, including one off of the 202, kind of by where the uh, Cubs Spring Training Park is. Mm -hmm. So there's one over there. Um, the land was recently demolished. Uh, there's also uh, Oceanside Arena, co coincidentally, sat on a county island, which yep. I did not know until Craig pointed that out. So the reason that that county island is so appealing is because you don't have to vote to build an arena on a county island there are some hurdles that you have to go through but the hurdles to get an arena built on a county island are less big than the hurdles you have to go through like at the fiesta mall well, yeah example. i mean the most important thing is that they would uh, avoid a public vote yeah um, avoiding the public vote is the main attraction to building an arena on a county island because yeah. you don't need the public to vote on that however the two issues with it are Sometimes they are privately owned and sometimes they are owned by multiple people. So the coyotes would have to negotiate the purchase of the land from multiple people, yeah. which takes time. Um, and obviously the more owners, the trickier the process becomes. And then the second issue is that whatever site the coyotes choose, they need tax abatements because somehow the owner yeah, needs to recuperate his investment. And if you build it on a county island, you have to go through a lot of processes and procedures and legal things to get that tax abatement approved. But silver lining on all of this is the representative of Maricopa County District 2 was on record saying that if a team and whoever was the property owner had a serious proposal, I would love to listen and be all ears. He is a Coyotes fan. His name is Thomas Galvin. And he said, I have an open mind coming from the private business world. I'm a deal maker and would love to see win-wins. If there's a project that is going to be an economic boon for the East Valley, I'm all for it. Yeah. Positivity. Yeah. There's options. Basically, hope. all this is there's options. Hope. Yep. There's hope. There's hope for the Arizona Coyotes. They're going to stay in Arizona. I'm calling my shot right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I think so. I feel good about it. I'm obviously not 100% sure, but I feel a lot better than I did the night of the, the vote. I'll say that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have a preference? Would you want to do one of those Shit. county islands? Oceanside. Oceanside. And for that no other reason crazy. than to say, fuck you to the people of Tempe who voted against it. That would be beautiful. <laughs> and also, it's like, a, I mean, it's a cool spot right off the 202 or the 101, whatever that road is. I never can. I always make those two mixed up. Yeah. Ever since I moved here, I've got it mixed up. Um, and it's also like a five minute, not even like 30, what, like two minute ride from uh to, to Four Peaks, A Street Pub Ooh, in Tempe. Yeah, which absolutely. Would be a vibe. Another um, bonus. So that would be it'd be cool. It would. Be, I, I love that. I, and then again, it's a county island, so you avoid the public vote, which is obviously pretty crucial. Yes, the biggest piece um, of all of that. Don't want to go through any of that. But the middle finger to Tempe would be pretty awesome. Regardless, they need to get a project proposal, a plan together sooner rather than later, because the longer it takes them to put something together, the more we have to hear about relocation rumors. And I have, I have to hear about Houston or Quebec or fucking Kansas City one more time. I'm going to lose it. Lose it. My marbles are going to be lost. I'm just telling you all right now, like I cannot deal with people shitting on this organization for longer than necessary. So I just hope that the Coyotes have a sense of urgency behind them. They're going to get this plan put I'm together. Sure they do. They're Hopefully. going to freaking lay down the law and they're going to say, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. And they're going to do it in a timely manner because Lord help me if I have to endure more people talking badly about this organization. I just, I'm at my wits end with it to be quite honest. So. As am I. As is Sean. Sean, 
We're going golfing tomorrow. Yeah, we are, baby. <laughs> Cannot wait. Well, I am. You're going to be watching people golfing. I'm going to be watching people golfing. I will be driving a golf cart, taking pictures of people golfing. So if you're out there tomorrow, be prepared to have a camera in your face because I'm coming for you. I'm putting you on our social media channels. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great time. I'm super excited for to see all of you out there if you are going. If not, you're pretty sure you can still get tickets. So go grab your tickets at gophnx.com slash events. You can get your tickets there. If you're a diehard, there's also an events tab just specifically for you with discounted tickets. And we'd love to see you. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into this very random Thursday edition of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. If you all have a moment, I would love for you all to pull out your phones, go to the Apple Podcast app, look up our podcast and drop us like a quick little five star review. I will disclose that all of the Kansas City fans found it and dropped a bunch of one stars on there. So we're hurting a little bit. We need your help. <laughs> so we need your help. Get that rating back up for us. We'll love you forever. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a wonderful Memorial Weekend, everyone. I hope and it's all ASU safe. go ASU baseball. Go ASU baseball. And we'll see you next Friday. Bye.